Hey, I'm Cody Lindley, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us as we step into the world of entertainment once again here on On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on episode 338 of On Screen and Beyond, Cody Lindley will be joining us. Now, Cody was on Hannah Montana but he was also on Dancing with the Stars, and he ended up getting fourth place on that show. So uh, he's got a new movie out called Hoovy. Get ready for that because it sounds like a good one, and he's going to be talking about that and a lot more right here on On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and we have got so much coming your way. Let's get right into it here. We've got uh, a lot of uh, good information for you here. And don't forget... There's all kinds of information at onscreenandbeyond.com. And all of our interviews of the past with all the great guests we've had, just great. It's Check it out, onscreenandbeyond.com. If you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me right here at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. Say, what do you think? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness. Eli Roth's Cabin Fever is headed for a remake, and the horror film will be remade using the original script. So that's kind of interesting. And My Little Pony will be getting its own movie as it moves from the small screen to the big screen. 2017 is the release for that. And it looks like another big screen version of the TV show Magic City is coming our way. Of course, that was a TV show on Stars, and now it's moving to the big screen, and it's going to include the original cast, and you will also see Bill Murray and Bruce Willis in the cast. So that sounds really interesting. That is it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies. Rob Zombie's next film project will be called 31. Now, it's about five carnival workers were abducted and are hunted down by murderous clowns. Okay, that sounds pretty scary, actually. <laughs> and Tom Hanks will star in A Hologram for the King in 2015 as a failed American businessman tries to recoup his losses by traveling to Saudi Arabia and selling his idea to a wealthy monarch. And Vanessa Hudgens and Joan Cusack, along with Dennis Leary, will star in Kitchen Sink as vampires, zombies, and humans who used to live in peace now are at war with each other, and three teens try to get things back to normal. That's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Sequel City, as far as sequels, a sequel to Skyline is in the works and will feature a whole new cast and will be called Beyond Skyline. And the son of horror classic Night of the Living Dead creator George Romero wants to tell the story of Night of the Living Dead, only this time 
how it began with a film called Origins. And 2016 will be the year that Matt Damon returns to the screen in the role of Jason Bourne. Look for that to come out July 15th of 2016. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD? TV on DVD, it looks like January 13th is the day that Disney's Tailspin Volume 3 will be flying into stores with the adventures of Baloo and the gang. And speaking of Disney, they are also releasing on January 13th, Goof Troop Volume 2. And on December 2nd, you can look for Justified, the complete fifth season, to land on DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies coming your way on DVD. Movies on DVD, Justin Long stars in Tusk, coming to DVD and Blu-ray on December 30th. And January 13th, look for the dramatic film Middle of Nowhere to land on DVD and digital release and also on demand. On February 10th, Disney's 101 Dalmatians, the Diamond Edition, arrives on Blu-ray and digital HD. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. It looks like Jay Leno is getting a new show on CNBC called Jay Leno's Garage. Now, this will focus on Leno test driving and restoring his cars. And NBC has put Bad Judge and A to Z out of their misery. Both shows have been canceled. Never heard of them? That's why. That's it for TV and entertainment time. Next on On Screen to Be On, Celebrity Birthdays. <laughs> Celebrity birthdays, it looks like on November 9th, Lou Ferrigno, the Hulk, turns 63. Scotty Thompson, who was just on On Screen to Be On last week, turns 33. And November 10th, Tracy Morgan turns 45. November 11th, Leonardo DiCaprio turns 39. And Demi Moore turns 51. On November 12th, Anne Hathaway turns 31. Ryan Gosling turns 33. Neil Young turns 68. November 13th, Whoopi Goldberg turns 58. And Gerard Butler turns 44. And Jimmy Kimmel turns 46. Joe Matania, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 66. And Gary Marshall turns 79. On November 14th, Josh Dumel turns 41. November 15th, two past guests here at On Screen and Beyond. Ed Asner turns 84. And Petula Clark turns 81. Be sure to go and listen to those episodes with those people who are past guests because they're really fun people to hear what they had to say. So check them out at onscreenandbeyond.com. All right, that is it for Celebrity Birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, November 12th, Frida C. from Galveston, Texas, turns 52. And on November 14th, Ethan L. of Seattle, Washington, turns 26. Thank you for listening to On Screen and Beyond. If you have a friend or relative or yourself, that is going to be having a birthday coming up. Be sure to email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and let all the listeners here at On Screen and Beyond celebrate the birthdays with you. 
All right, that is it for that information. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, there's a great movie coming your way called Hoovy. It's based on a true story about a guy with a tumor and everything, and it's it's one of those sad films that you really get into it and, and you know, the underdog and all that stuff. We're going to find out a whole lot more about it because Cody Lindley is the star of that movie, and he is next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor who many of you may remember as Jake Ryan from Hannah Montana, or as his appearance on Dancing with the Stars on Season 7, in which he finished fourth place. And he currently has a new movie out called Hoovie, based on a true story. It's Cody Lindley. Cody, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much, Brian. It's a pleasure being here with you. Now, Cody, I was reading the press release on Hoovy, and this sounds like a very interesting story. Indeed, yes. Yes, it's uh, based on a true story about a boy named Eric uh, who got a brain tumor. And, yeah, his his biggest dream in life was to play basketball. And what happened was, with the support of his family, he was able to learn how to walk, talk, and see straight again. And got so much strength that he led the uh, high school team to the championships. Wow. Now, how old was he when, when he got the brain tumor? Uh, in the movie, I'm young, I'm older, but in real life, he was only 13. Wow. And it took a few years before he was fully re- uh, rehabilitated. Uh, so, yeah. And it was the size of an orange. In wow. His- in his head. Jeez. Huh. And now, I got to meet Eric, and he's a really nice guy. Well, that's why I was going to ask you if you had the opportunity to meet him. Yes, I did. I, I met him before we started filming, which was really helpful because I got to do some character study, got to hang out with the real version of who I was playing, which was a trip. Sometimes playing roles that are created in our minds is different, but meeting the real guy, it was such a honor, and I was nervous, but he was very laid back and sweet, and brought his wife and two kids and his parents, so we hung out, we talked a bit, and I learned his story and got to know him, and that was really fun. We even got to play a little basketball really? <laughs> against each other, so yeah, and he's a good player. He's he- bigger than I am. <laughs> and uh, so he he could he threw his weight around a little bit and accidentally elbowed me in the head because I was trying to steal the ball from him and he felt bad and I said oh no no it's okay <laughs> the nose scratches. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find it real beneficial to actually talk with the person if you know I mean a lot of times you're doing roles where it's you know whatever you want to make get up to be but here you're actually talking or doing the the role of a person who is real is that is that more difficult uh i i think that i'm not sure if it's more difficult i think it might even be easier in a way if you get a chance to talk to them because getting to talk to eric i think he had such a traumatic 
thing happen in his life, but just to see how he didn't take, he, he was such a, he's such a, a fighter and that no matter what happens or comes his way, he has faith that he's going to be able to battle it and come through on the other side stronger for it. So he had a really positive outlook and he wasn't, uh, you know, it was just his life. Yeah, I got a brain tumor. It was no big deal to him. And I think reading the story, I would think, wow, this is really traumatic. He must be a real serious or dramatic uh, person. Mm-hmm. But I felt as though we could have been buddies in high school. And he just uh, was very down to earth and very level headed. Yeah. It sounds like a real inspiring story. You know, it's one of those stories that you hear, uh, you know, like. I don't know, like uh, Blindside or, or, you know, some of those yeah. movies where, you know, it's it's like, you know, you're cheering for him all the way, you know. Definitely, it is. It's an uplifting uh, underdog story, and basketball is one of the main themes of the story. And I played basketball growing up in Texas, so it was the perfect fit for me when I read the script. I had a really good feeling about it. When I went in for the callback and met the whole team and known that Sean McNamara had done Soul Surfer, mm, which yes. is another uplifting, inspiring, true story. Yes. I was very, very excited. So, And I'm glad that it all worked out. And the movie looks great. You've seen you, you, the best film at um, the Sunscreen Film Festival mm-hmm. a few weekends ago, which was, which was a cool accomplishment and get to show it for people. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you like seeing yourself on screen? I, I, I talk with a lot of different actors, and some will say, you know, I don't even watch <laughs> watch myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first time I watched it, I was excited. I thought, oh, this is great. I saw the director's cut. And the second time, I had to watch myself, and I was thinking, oh, I could have done this, or oh, I wish I would have done this more. And so, yeah, I'm more critical of my own uh acting works than I think anyone else would be mm-hmm. yeah. and I I think I've grown since I made the movie in April of last year Yeah, but I think that that's an ongoing thing and yeah so mm-hmm. it's fun and it's inspiring because you think oh man I feel so proud to do it but then also yes there's that voice of oh darn it oh god oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh look at that <laughs> Yeah. Now, had you worked with any of the other members of the cast before? Now, I noticed that the cast is is quite an interesting cast there. Yes, yes. In fact, I Patrick Warburton, who plays my dad, mm-hmm. he played my dad in another basketball movie uh, in 2003. Uh, oh, really? Rebound. So that was a, a really funny thing. It was such a coincidence that 2003, we did a movie, and then all the way to 2013, 10 years later, and he's still my dad in the basketball movie. So we goofed <laughs> around, and he was a very sweet guy, very uh, funny and humble, and immediately made me feel uh, that we had a friend connection. Mm-hmm. He, he was down to earth, told me stories, and it was great to be, uh, <laughs> for him to be my dad in the movie. It was, it was really fun. And also... Yeah, Allison Stoner, I've worked with her once before on Cheaper by the Dozen. Right, yes. So it was it was a family reunion. It was friends from the past all coming together and 
there were some new people who I hadn't worked with before. Uh, Brandon Smith, who is, he comes from another school, and at first we don't really get along very well, but in the end we become a close um, teammates. And then Lauren Hawley, who plays my mom, who is a real-life mom, and she brought her sons, and she was a delight to work with as well. She was very talented and very beautiful, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Allison Stone has actually been a guest here on, on my show, uh, and, and this was years ago. <laughs> this was probably seven years ago or eight years ago she was on. Um, she had uh, just worked on uh, the, the uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 with Taylor Lautner, and Taylor was on the show, too. Oh, wow. So we've That's had awesome. we've had uh, some of the people you've worked with in the past here on the show, so... That's cool. Yeah. You've been you've been interviewing folks for a while. Yes, yes. How long? <laughs> uh, it's, it's like I say, about eight years is when uh, she was oh, one of the. Years. She was like guest number twelve on the show. <laughs> wow. So That's and, awesome. Yeah. So you're over three hundred here. It's taken us a while to get you, but I'm glad we finally have you here. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Thank you, Brian. So. Um, now, how is it being on a movie set like this as opposed to being on, say, like a TV show, like when you were on Hannah Montana? Is it a lot different acting, you know, between the two? Yeah, I think it is a lot different. The aspect of the live audience, of course, for Hannah Montana brings a certain energy to to the set, and... Each episode on that show, we'd film in five days. So it was a little bit quicker paced. It was a comedy. It was a TV show. It was Disney. So the stakes were risen a bit more. And then on this, it was more close to life. My character is always in some sort of crisis or conflict or overcoming something. And it was really fun to do this movie because, yeah, we worked in Texas, where I'm from, and I got to ride a horse in some scenes, and we're on a farm, and there's so many scenes where I'm playing basketball. So all of that stuff, I think, was different, but it was exciting for me because it was very physical, and it -hmm. was something that I could really throw myself into. Yeah. Now you say you had ridden a horse on this. Had have you ever ridden a horse before? Yes. Yes, I have. Luckily, I've ridden about I'd say ten to twenty times. I got lessons for a little while when I was up for another part, but it had been probably five or six years since I had ridden. And at first, I was nervous. Uh, but Roy Berger, who was the stunt coordinator, and horse wrangler on set really made me into a cowboy by the end of it he mm-hmm. he told me all kinds of stuff about it just started with in the barn and starting to pet them and even mucking the stalls which i didn't really knew know what that meant until, <laughs> you found out though right <laughs> yes i did i did so it was cool i i wanted to feel authentic in it and i didn't want to just jump on the horse without getting to know it so it was nice to be able to stroke the horse and learn about you don't want to pat the horse because they're very sensitive they actually 
are 40 times more sensitive than dogs or something, and so they like to be stroked but not to be pat. Hmm. And some people don't know that. And right. so I felt really informed and I had a great horse. Yeah, yeah. Well, it amazes me because, you know, like you've said that, you know, you had to take some lessons and all that. And, and when you get, when we see the final film, it looks like you've been writing for, you know, your whole life. I mean... <laughs> You, oh wow! Thank you. You, you. you know, you guys, you know, and, and and the girls and act that do acting like that. It, it's just amazing how you you get into doing something and you learn it so fast to make it look realistic. Because if you didn't feel comfortable on it, people would notice. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, it was hard for me to get off of the horse. I was, I just said, "Man, can we do the, can we do more scenes on the horse? Because this is so cool." <laughs> This is such a cool job to run around on a horse. It's yeah, awesome. Was that something he did normally as a as a part of his his daily routines? Yeah, yeah. He grew up in Normal, Illinois, which is a small uh, smaller town, and they had a farm. And yeah, his family had all kinds of struggles, and they 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 show that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it all away, right. but yes. <laughs> Uh, Eric Hoovey, uh, he he rode horses and, and lived on the farm, and they had a basketball goal, um, and he and they set it up to look exactly the way that it it was when when the real story happened, which is which is really cool. Yeah. Now I I understand so, yeah. that that his father actually got a like a cameo in the film. Yes. Yes, Jeff. Uh, he was on set all the time, and him and his wife, Ruth, would sometimes call out to the director and say, oh, no, there was a moment where I turned my head, and they said, no, no, during that part of his therapy, if he turned his head that fast, it would have hurt him so bad. So you, you just know that it, it takes a while for him to turn his neck because of the incision. So that was a really cool note that they noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just right off the bat, but yes, Jeff was a cameo in the movie. He played a fireman, which he really was a fireman in his earlier years. So he, he sort of walked uh, Patrick through that, and they both did the some Jaws of Life scene, mm-hmm. yeah. and they were all suited up, and they brought the fire the firemen out, which was really. Which was really cool. It was a super cold day. It was a really cold day, so I didn't hang out and watch what was happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now, did the mother get a chance to do a cameo? No, no, she didn't. I don't think so. Yeah, you know, she may have been in the stands because there were times when we needed extras in the audience for the basketball game. But mm-hmm. I think she was more behind the scenes. Yeah. With acting, is this something that you've always wanted to do when you were young? I have always wanted to do acting since I was young. I got an early start. I started modeling when I was five years old in Texas. Wow. Uh, My older brother was an actor. I got to visit movie sets before I ever started working on them. And I thought it looked really, really fun. And my mom was an acting coach, so she knew some of the ins and outs. 
and was able to guide me. And since my older brother had done it, in fact, the first movie I did was a TV movie where he played me and I played him. Uh, I was, I, I played Tommy Jr. or, you know, Tommy for the first 30 pages. And then it flashed forward seven years ahead and he got to play the rest of the movie, <laughs> which was really interesting. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I think that doing My Dog Skip when I was eight years old, which I auditioned for in Dallas, and my mom drove uh, me to Georgia for the callback. Once I was able to film that, and it, it took three months, I was hooked. I just thought, man, I got to work with adults, I got to work with dogs, I got to work with other kids, and it's just such a fun job. I had such an amazing experience. And you get to make believe, you get to dress up as that role, and and you get to learn history by going back and experiencing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I I think that ever since I was a kid, I really have wanted to do acting and have continued to, and I hope to, of course, for the rest of my life. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Hannah Montana. How did you come about getting that part? Not the part of Hannah Montana, but <laughs> Jake Ryan on Hannah Montana. <laughs> exactly. When I auditioned for Jake Ryan, I was 17. And I know that for the callback, I had a chemistry read with Miley. So there was me and a few other guys who got to read with Miley. They wanted to see the chemistry between us, and if it worked out. Luckily, I had already met Miley a few weeks before because my mom coached her before she went on the screen test. Ah. So that was good because I had already a relationship established with her. She was over at my apartment when I was playing video games, and my mom was coaching her, and I got to meet her, and she was very sweet and kind and everything. But now yeah, what? so I booked... The book, the role. Yeah. What what goes on at a, a the chemistry part thing? Like you said, what 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 do they do? Just have you talk to each other, or or what what goes on? Yeah, I, I think that it was it was mostly Cody. This is Miley. Miley. This is Cody. She said a few things. I said a few things, and then they just said, "All right, well, let's let's try your audition piece, and she's going to be your reader." Hmm. And I think that they may even had us do the scene together on its feet. Because usually when you go in the room, the casting director or someone is reading it on the other side of the camera. But they wanted to see how we look next to each other on camera. And I guess it worked out. And I was really grateful because they kept bringing me back. I did four episodes season one and I did about a dozen episodes into uh, into the final season four. Wow! Yeah. So now, what about Dancing with the Stars? How to me that would have been the most nerve wracking thing of anything you've done. <laughs> yes, in fact, it really was because you know I've done a lot of acting and worked on sets and voiceover, commercial, TV, movie, all that, and it's very exciting. But it's more of my I guess, expertise or what I've done in the past. So whenever I got the Dancing with the Stars opportunity, I was extremely 
nervous. Mm. In fact, very, very uh, nervous because I was only 18. I was, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to compete at the level of some of the other guys because I was on uh, when there were Olympic athletes and NF, former NFL pros and Lance Bass, who had toured the world doing music and dancing. So I was thinking, wow, this is this is going to be interesting, but I, I'm going to have fun with it. And that's what it was. It was very transformational. Yeah, and you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. And Julianne Huff was such a sweetheart. I, I had a huge crush on her, and she just... <laughs> was so patient with me and taught me so much it was a blast yeah. so had you had any experience dancing at all no I, there was an episode on hannah montana where we did a, a little choreography and a disco and i had taken one hip-hop class that i was absolutely flailing about and so it was really something new for me and mm-hmm. It's amazing. I think that partner dancing, doing ballroom and Latin style dancing, it's, it's so fun. It's it's really awesome, and I I hope I have an opportunity to have some more dancing in the future. You know. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe when you get older, you know, uh, in your seventies or something, they'll have you back like they did Cloris Leachman or some of those other <laughs> other people. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah, she was, Corey Leachman was on the season I was, she was 82 and I was 18, yeah. but she was very youthful, she was extremely unpredictable, that's, for, that's what Cloris is, <laughs> so fun, she was super fun, and she said some really sweet things to me that, that, that went to the heart. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to uh, be with Cloris a couple of times at different functions and things, and uh you never know what she's going to do. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. She surprises everyone. And yeah. She was a little bit of the class clown yep. um, for the whole cast because they, the producer just would tell us, okay, now this is what's going to happen, and then they're going to give you a five or a six. And she was almost a heckler to the, the producers. <laughs> she would say, oh, give me a zero. I'm not sure what she said, but she would always keep things light and fun. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a, a, a really nice person, uh, but, but she's a little crazy. You don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Now, uh, you've done some singing in the past, too. Uh, any more chance that you're going to be having any more singing, uh, singles or albums out or anything? I... I don't have anything in the works as far as singing goes. Mm-hmm. I have been practicing my singing, and I've had a few Broadway musical auditions this year that got that music bug uh, sparked in me I, in a, again, if that makes any sense. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I, ho- I hope to do some singing in the future and maybe in a, a, some type of musical or a TV show that does music, but yeah, nothing on the in the future planned quite yet. Mm-hmm. Now, besides Hoovy, um, are there any other projects you can tell us about? I know sometimes you can't say because things are in the works and everything, but is there anything else in, in the future that uh, you can tell us about? 
Uh, unfortunately not. No, I'm excited for my next project, but I can't say anything about it yet. Yeah, no, I understand because, the, like I say, that's, uh, that's, that's the way the business goes. You can't say anything a lot of times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I really wish you luck with Hoovy because it sounds like a very inspirational story, and it's one of those ones that we're just going to be cheering for you all the way. But, Cody, I'd like to finish up with two final questions. And it takes us away from your acting and everything else. But uh, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows that you watch now? And what's your favorite TV shows of the past? And also, what's your favorite movies now and of the past? I think that my favorite TV show now would be Outlander. I like that show a lot. Yeah. And my favorite TV show of the past, I'd say True Detective, even though that is, was pretty recent. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Matthew that's, McConaughey. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's really inspiring and fun to watch. And as far as movies, recent movies and past movies that I love to sit back and watch. I love Happy Gilmore. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> yes. I think that I, I, I watched it so many times and I was at the dentist the other day and they have this ability where you can watch Netflix and I watched it again and it was hard for me to not crack up mm-hmm. when they were working on my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, in wow. fact, I, I've had Bob uh, Bob Barker on the show. Yes, he was. Oh, uh, wow! And he talked about Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes, he was funny in that. He was yeah. very funny. Yeah. And then more recent movies that I really like. I liked Maleficent. I I really did. I also started watching uh, How to Train Your Dragon too. Mm-hmm. Both of those are very fantastic. Inspiring that have magic undertones. I, I tend to gravitate towards some of those magical realism shows. Anything that's Disney or really epic and cool, mm-hmm. I, I really like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cody, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And uh, like I say, people should go out and see Hoovy because uh, you do a fantastic job in it. And uh, it's just uh, just one of those films that, you know, makes you feel good. Yes, yes, definitely. I hope that any anyone that watches it walks away feeling joy and love and realizing that no matter what happens, you, no matter what happens in your life, you could still choose what's going to happen next. So it, it, I really appreciate being on the show with you, Brian, and answering questions. I hope that people enjoy Hoovy. A big thank you going out to Cody Lindley for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. Dancing with the Stars is what he was on. Of course, Hannah Montana, and he did a great job on Dancing with the Stars. And uh, a very nice guy, and we appreciate him. Check out his new movie, Hoovy. Sounds like a really good film and if it's playing in your area, be sure to check it out because it uh, sounds like a great one. And that is it. Uh, if you are on Facebook, be sure to like us. And we've got some great guests coming your way. And it's a lot of them are coming our way because of you. 
your suggestions, people that you're telling me to go look for, and I really do go out and look for them. Uh, a lot of times people have sent me a lot of different suggestions all at the same time, and uh, I try to get as many as I can. Uh, some of them are really hard to find, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, sometimes I do get a connection with them and sometimes I don't, but uh, just send it to me. I don't care who they are. Uh, we'll see what we can do about getting them on here at On Screen and Beyond. Uh, it's a lot of fun to talk to these people, and I'm sure uh, listening to them, I'm sure you enjoy it as much as I do. So send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. We'll see what we can do about getting that person on for you. So... That's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zumrak. Take care.